0: Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Did I Miss Anything? Real quick PSA before we get started on this week's show. We're discussing Spotlight. Spoilers, that movie involves the Catholic Church and the child abuse scandal from the early 2000s. So just for those of you who may be a little sensitive or know anyone who may have had any of these experiences, Just a little fair warning now, we don't go into too much detail, but we do make mention of it just because of the nature of the film, and, I mean, we have to talk about it. So if you're sensitive, maybe skip this week's episode, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for checking us out, and enjoy this week's show. Welcome back to another week—a week of did I miss anything? The podcast. That's this. That's what you're listening to. What
1: we're doing right now.
0: Yeah, we're a little late on this week. Why? Because Heather got vaccinated for that COVID deal, and I sure and, did. And she got a little theok.
1: Yeah, I uh, did not feel great. Um, had a little, had some symptoms after uh, getting that vaccine. I got the uh, the J and J one, one shot and done. Very excited about that.
0: She felt it too.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: And then it was also Easter, so we got a little preoccupied with that.
1: Yeah, Zombie Jesus Day.
0: But it's okay. All right.
1: That's what we call that.
0: But it's okay because we're still here.
1: Yeah, and the movie that we did this week is kind of Easter related.
0: Um, sure. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of dark themed. Yeah, I mean um, it's religious. It is. I guess it it involves a Catholic church.
1: It sure does.
0: That movie, Spotlight.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it doesn't paint the um, the Catholic Church in the best of light.
0: Um, it, it does not.
1: Like, not at all,
0: actually. Not makes, even a little bit. Like,
1: zero. Like, mm. it's really... I mean, I wouldn't say anti-Catholic Church, but definitely not... Um, Pro-Catholic not pro. Church. Yeah, no, no, no,
0: no, no. So, spotlight, relatively big... 2015 movie mm-hmm. based that, on true events, based on true events that actually happened back in the early 2000s, I think
1: 2001,
0: 2001, 2002, something like that. Yeah, and it's the story of how this investigative journalist team from Boston, the Boston Globe, the Spotlight team, they uncovered this sexual molestation issue.
1: You don't know how to talk about this. That
0: the Catholic Church had been experiencing for... Or that the Catholic Church had been taking part in, at least in Boston.
1: Or cover, well, covering up. Covering they up. They covered it up.
0: At least in Boston at first, and then as the movie unfolds, turns out... It was happening in a lot of places. Oh,
1: everywhere. Legitimately almost in every country.
0: And they basically, they basically uncover this whole child molestation issue and... You know they report on it. It becomes this famous, or well, I guess it's infamous
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: event. And yeah. I think we all know what happens. A lot of priests get moved around, and you know, molestation continues to happen.
1: Yeah, it's unreal how much. Super like I knew, unreal. like I heard this like whole story. Like I knew, like this was like a thing, but like I didn't know how like deep it went and how widespread this whole thing was yeah it's kind of like to become a priest you have to want to be a pedophile like it's like weird how yeah it's weird how many priests actually are you know i mean not accused but just
0: i don't know participating yeah so i mean it's a pretty famous story by now yeah um essentially the movie opens up in 1976 at this Boston police station where these two cops are talking about how they just arrested Father John Geegan.
1: Yeah, he's like the main guy of this like whole story. I yeah. mean, there's hundreds, maybe Yeah. thousands of priests, but he's like the center of he's the the guy that like unravels the whole thing.
0: So, he starts it out, so they're talking about arresting him for child molestation. The district attorney comes in and he he tells the policeman not to let the press get wind of this. Mm-hmm. Because Boston, very Catholic town. Sure,
1: mostly Irish and Italian people, I believe. Yeah,
0: and the church does a lot for the community. A lot for the community. <laughs> More than it should. More, like, above and beyond. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so they keep the arrest, hush-hush. Geegan yeah. eventually gets released because yeah. he's a priest. Boston, mm-hmm. super Catholic. Catholic church can do no wrong. Fast forward to 2001. The Boston Globe gets this new editor... Played by, oh man, I'm totally gonna butcher his oh, name. Oh,
1: Leev Leev Schreiber. Yeah,
0: Sabertooth. From
1: From uh, the, the X Men movies. Yeah, yeah. And he's in tons of things. He's also Cotton in uh, the Scream movies. Do you watch? Do you ever see the Scream movies? I saw
0: the one screen movie. I didn't see the you know other fifteen. Yeah.
1: He well he's uh, Cotton is the movie. guy who like is gets accused of like being the murderer, but he spoiler he's not. He's <gasps> not. The killer, he's not the
0: killer. Well, I guess we're not doing that. Well, movie Well, you saw on this the podcast. first one, so you know. So he starts out he, – he gets a job as the editor of the Boston Globe. He's coming from Florida, I think. He Miami. Was an, yeah, and he was an editor there.
1: He was also an editor at the uh, New York Times at some point. Right.
0: Yeah. And he reads this article that the Globe had written about this lawyer, Mitchell Grabedian, mm-hmm. who is charging Cardinal Bernard Law, who's the archbishop at Boston – that he knew about Father Geegan's sexual abuse and did nothing to stop him. Yeah. So he so he urges the spotlight team to start investigating this.
1: Yeah, and they don't really want to. Like, yeah. A lot of them are just like, ah, it's a dead end. It's yeah, because it's really. a
0: Catholic church. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not Boston. Like, you're yeah. out of your mind. So. There's
1: no way he knew. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so reluctantly, well, not reluctantly, Baron basically makes them do it. So they end up doing it, they start uncovering all these different clips that they had they had previously published in their newspaper about every like every every so often a a, a priest would be charged with this, but they would kind of just bury it in the newspaper and nobody really talked about it.
1: Which is insane to me. That's crazy. Yeah. Like it's a, it's it, it let alone a priest, it's somebody molesting a child. Like it's true. just bury that? Like I think that's crazy. I don't know.
0: So, they start seeing a pattern, and they start realizing, oh, there's a story here. So, they start reaching out to some of the victims that had previously sent these stories to the paper. One of them, his name's Phil Savino, he's the guy that heads up this group called SNAP, Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests. And he starts giving them all this information. That he had previously sent them, I think he says like five years earlier, but again, nobody at the paper really did anything. Cause, and
1: he's rightfully pissed. That yeah, like, he's oh, like super mad. Su- all of a sudden you want, I mean, this has been happening for decades right. I and mean, you want to, you know, start talking about this now.
0: What? So he gets very frustrated. He said, I sent you guys this information five years ago. Why didn't you do anything then?
1: Because he's an adult now. This yeah. happened to him when he was a teenager. Yeah,
0: so all the victims, this all happened to them when they were like 11, 12, yeah. teen, like pre-teen, teen years. So, they start talking to all these victims. They start seeing their pattern. They start seeing this pattern. Then they learn through Richard Sipe, Who's who, that? I forget.
1: He
0: oh he was the he was a priest that became the psychotherapist and then oh, studied. Was... He studied like the mele- the molestation going on in churches for like thirty years or whatever. Oh, that was the guy the, they
1: only talked to on the phone.
0: Yeah, that Mark Ruffalo was always talking to. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that guy. So he was working – so he, he was a former priest who was working to rehabilitate pedophile priests, and his findings, based on the years that he had been doing it, that there were about 90 abusive priests in Boston, which yeah, is about he, well, he's, like 6% of the priests.
1: Yeah, he, that's what he – well, because they asked him how many people – like, how many do you think there are? And he was like, well, it's usually – like, from my findings, it's 6%, and they're like, that can't –
0: yeah. yeah so right. originally, of yeah. So originally, with all the patterns that the spotlight investigating uh, investigative team started finding, they only had like eleven. Yeah. That they had found. They talked to this guy Richard Sype, and they had been talking to him previously, and they're all on a, like a conference call with him, and he says, "Oh yeah, my findings. It's about ninety percent.
1: No six. It's about six percent or six
0: percent about ninety priests, and." And, and they're all like what? They're all yeah, they're all looking at each other like
1: that can't be and, that can't be right.
0: And and Mark Ruffalo at one point goes 90% of, or 6% of what? And he says of all priests and he says that's that how many priests are in Boston? <laughs> and then they do the math, they figure out it's 90. So then they go through all this research and they have book i didn't even know they do i don't even know if they do this it's actually, i assume i guess they do well
1: they do it's i mean it's a true story yeah, i guess so that's, it's public yeah assuming that's how so they did it. at the it's news- actually pretty interesting how they figured it all out
0: yeah so at the newspaper they have like like most newspapers they have like a research department and in the research department they have the books of the priests in boston from going back to like the 70s or 80s now in these books are listed when the priests just disappear from their assigned district i guess when they
1: move them so yeah when they move them so it's like a direct it's pretty much a directory of every priest in boston from whatever time and where they were
0: a priest yeah
1: so if like let's just say a priest had like moved like to a different town right so it would say oh this guy was at this you know this um parish and then in 1983 moved to this parish and it gives a reason why.
0: Yeah, and so they started seeing that the pattern for all the priests that were moving, they were listed as sick leave or I forget what it was. It was a couple things. It was sick leave and and something else. Where the yeah. it was the two main reasons that they were constantly being moved. So they started seeing a pattern, they started writing down all the names of the priests that were listed as sick leave. They come to a total of 87. Yeah.
1: So 80 so they come so out of the the uh, apparently then he said 90 yeah there should be about 90 yeah it turns out that from their findings it was 87 yeah which is super close
0: so now they're starting so now they're starting to realize all this information is starting to check out this has been going on for years uh decades for decades. decades where were we on this how did no one how did no one catch this yeah at one point one of the people on the team on the investigative team, finds out doing the search for all these priests that one of them actually lives on his street.
1: So oh, he yeah. So he,
0: like, puts a sign on his fridge for his kids because he can't... So they're investigative journalists, so they can't talk about this because it's all confidential. Mm.
1: And they don't... Well, they don't want to blow the story. And they, yeah,
0: and they don't want to blow the story because so they they're want... also they're also trying to beat the Boston Herald um, because all of these documents are public. They're public information. Um, well, there's one piece that's not. There's, um... There's a document that's been sealed by the Catholic Church because they they had sued uh, to keep documents sealed. But the one lawyer that Mark Ruffalo is always talking to, Mitchell Grabedian, who is Stanley Tucci, by Add the way. To that,
1: I couldn't think of his name. We could not the time. figure
0: it out last night. And I'm it was like, Stanley Tucci,
1: who's playing an Armenian, by the way, but yeah. he's like such an Italian.
0: Companion. Um, so he had sued. Well, he had sued to reopen the papers, but be, or to reopen the document, but because they were sealed under a court order, they couldn't do that. So he filed a motion, this is all legal nonsense, that I'm not a lawyer, but this is...
1: Wait, you're not a lawyer? I
0: am not a lawyer.
1: You've had me to believe all not, these years no, that mm-mm. you are a lawyer.
0: I'm not. not so this is all going to be very legally...
1: A lot of legal jargon? A lot,
0: lot of legal words. Well, not really, just the ones that I remember and how it made <laughs> sense to me. So they basically... Uh, Grabedian essentially files a motion in court against the Catholic Church
1: yeah because he's he is trying to represent a bunch of the victims so a bunch of the victims have come to him to try and you know you know sue the Catholic Church yeah
0: because they want want, uh, the, the victims obviously want justice for all of the you know abuse that they've had to deal with and the emotional toll that it's caused on them and all that so he files a motion the Catholic Church files another motion
1: There's so many motions.
0: So well, those are the two.
1: There's some no, it happens a lot.
0: So then he's explaining this to Mark Ruffalo at one point in the movie and he tells him now that he has a second motion filed that there was a second motion filed by the lawyers representing the Catholic Church, he can now attach evidence to his motion in essentially to support his argument. Part of that evidence is these documents that have been sealed by the Catholic Church from that previous from that previous suit. So now these documents become public information. Yeah, and these
1: documents are basically letter. They're letters from I think the victims from a mother. Yeah, a mother of a victim. um, Essentially,
0: explaining how she found out that her her child was being molested by these priests, she wrote to um, to Cardinal uh, to Cardinal Law. So, they they have this proof. They become public. They become uh, public knowledge or public information. So anybody can just go to like the court of records and just. Get these documents. So yeah. Mark Ruffalo's in there, like every day, trying to get these documents because they need to finish this story and they need to beat the Herald and all this. They need to beat the Boston Herald to the story. Well, they don't really need to beat
1: the Boston Herald to the story because I don't think the Herald's actually right trying to write an article about it.
0: But, but they can. But
1: they can. And he's just concerned. They're just concerned that like because they're public knowledge now that like they will see them. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't. I don't know why.
0: So they eventually gather all this information. They bring it to Barron, the editor at the Globe. Saber tooth. Yeah. and
1: Lee F. Trapper. Yeah,
0: they basically lay it out to him, and he said, oh, man, this is great work. Only problem is, we can't print this. And they're all like, why not? And he says, well, because right now your evidence is basically just accusing cardinal law. No one else. So you need to find a way that basically takes down the system, not just this one priest.
1: Yes. Well, he's, I mean—
0: or but, the one cardinal. But is
1: cardinal law—they're not— accusing Cardinal Law of abusing children. They're just accusing him of covering it up, correct?
0: Right. Okay. Um, covering
1: pro- up like all of the the abuse that's been happening for decades. Right. The problem
0: I'm is actually. the only the evidence that they have so far cuz at this point they still don't have those sealed documents.
1: Yeah.
0: The evidence they have so far basically just points at Cardinal Law and so so Barron knows, "Oh, they're basically just going to give him a slap on the wrist. It's going to be forgotten about and then the whole process is just going to repeat." So he said we have to find a way to get the system not just this one guy. Yeah. So they go back to work, they keep finding all this stuff. And eventually Mark Ruffalo, who is his character's name? Michael Re- Resendez, he he starts pushing to he starts pushing to get the story printed. Him and Michael Michael Keaton who plays the he plays Walter Robbie Robinson. I'm still trying to figure out what his character did in the movie. He was—he—he like, was, he, he was basically the lead of this investigative journalist journalist team. He was
1: the lead of Spotlight, the lead editor of Spotlight.
0: Yeah, and then John Slattery was also in this.
1: John he Slattery.
0: Have, Slattery, that's right. Yeah,
1: he's in Mad Men. Did you see Mad Men?
0: No, but I know he was in that. That's
1: one we should do for this because that's we could. I mean, uh, to be fair, though, I've seen all of it. All right, I mean, then. I didn't watch the last season, which I probably should have. I watched seven seasons and I didn't watch eight. Like, what's wrong with me?
0: I don't know, but. Um, he was also an editor, I guess, for the wider Boston Globe team, and then Marty Baron was, like, the editor of the whole shebang.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, editor. It's, it's like editor on editor on editor. Yeah. I don't know so, how newspapers work. So, it's also 2001, and I don't even know if the— Is the Boston Globe still a thing anymore?
0: I think so. I think that's probably— I mean,
1: that was 20 years ago. I think
0: it's still a big newspaper. Is it? Is our thing. newspaper
1: still a thing? I don't yes,
0: know. Yes, I think so. Really? I, I don't think don't, so.
1: I mean, it's a dying It's a dying medium.
0: I mean, <laughs> anyway. So, so Michael Keaton is telling him that, and Mark Ruffalo is getting upset because he's like, we have to print this now. We have to stop more abuse from happening to these to these kids,
1: which is not wrong. Right. But they also can't just like if they if they print this now, their fear is that the church will, you know, will do something to either cover it up again or just halt it there. Like just stop, you know, this, the um, investigation right yeah. there.
0: Meanwhile, while all of this is going on, this is another mess. This is this. Is, this was probably what I thought was like the real messed up part of this movie.
1: Oh. Shockingly,
0: okay. yeah. it, it can get worse. So Rachel McAdams.
1: Oh yeah, she's in this too.
0: Of. Mean she, Girls? she was in. She, wasn't she in like fan? one of those teen drama things too? She, like I feel like.
1: Oh, the Notebook.
0: Nope. Like a TV show. All right.
1: She's in the Notebook, and she was in Mean Girls, and um, she's in a ton of other things. Okay. In Red Eye. Did you ever seen the movie Red Eye? No. What's this? Uh, is it Killian Murphy? Cillian Murphy. Killian Murphy. I oh, don't. It's really good.
0: She plays a reporter by the name of Sasha Pfeiffer. She's basically knocking on all these doors, trying to track down victims, trying to, basically just trying to get people who are willing to talk to the newspaper, just so that they can get witnesses down and just further strengthen their their story and their argument against the Catholic Church. Yeah,
1: she's been talking to a lot of the lot victims. of people. Like it's it's got. I'm assuming it's taking a giant toll on her mental health. Oh, yeah, this is terrible. But, she, yes, I know what you're talking about now.
0: She comes to one of the houses. Yeah. The former priest.
1: Yeah, she knocks on the door. Knocks and at, on the door. It's actually really weird. Like, so she knocks on the door and asks, oh, does what was his name?
0: I don't remember the guy. I don't remember his, the priest's name.
1: father or whatever live here?
0: Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah." And yes. he says, yeah, that's me.
1: And then her face is just kind uh, of like, oh. Yeah. Because so, he, she knows he's one of the the he's one of the priests on their list that yeah. that they're accusing of.
0: Doesn't bury the lead. Yeah. Just flat out asks, you're accused of molesting children during this period of time, like in the 80s or whatever it was. Yeah. Without batting an eyelash, the guy says, yep, that's right. Did that. Yeah. It, just
1: And she just kind of is like, oh, yeah. okay. And then just continues to ask him questions.
0: Yeah. And continues to ask why he did it. And he said, oh, it it, it doesn't matter. Like, I didn't get any enjoyment from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What?
0: so it doesn't really like it's not i have to make that very clear that i did it but i didn't get enjoyment from it then, so it's okay and
1: and his excuse is that oh i was i was raped as a child yeah so i did it and it was fine because i didn't enjoy it what yeah and as, well, like like dead like deadpan like he yeah. wasn't kidding like just
0: not nothing just yeah, no, like he, as that if it was, was a regular conversation he and it was that. fine
1: it was crazy
0: so i wonder
1: if that i'm assuming that actually happened right like
0: I would They think. didn't make that up
1: for the like I don't for know. cinematic Like that's a repurposes. that's a
0: pretty messed up thing to make up.
1: I mean, it's a movie. It's a pretty
0: messed up thing to do. That's what I mean. But man. That's crazy. So he It says, just
1: kind of like shows like that because they're priests, they don't think they did anything wrong. right? Like it's I don't know.
0: So as he's answering that, his sister comes to the door. Well, and, he goes with
1: his sister when they're yeah. like in their 70s? It's that's also weird.
0: Well, I mean, he's also a priest. I don't think priests make that much money.
1: That's true, I, I guess, but still.
0: Just super so weird. his sister comes down and asks who Sasha is, and she says, Oh, I'm Sasha from the Boston Globe. I'm just asking him some questions. She's like, No, this is over. Like, she yeah, slams the door she, in her face.
1: Because she knows. She but knows.
0: incredibly disturbing conversation. Yeah,
1: it, uh, it's crazy. Just
0: super disturbing. Yeah. So after this happens, September 11th happens. So it's all over the news. Baron tells everybody to stop what they're doing. We have to focus on the September 11th tax story. That's that's priority right now. So of course everyone listens. They deprioritize the um, the child molestation story. Sasha ends up meeting with the uh, the guy from Snap at a I think they were at a restaurant. That guy Phil. Coffee shop or something. And she's basically telling him like, hey, we're we're gonna have to put this on the back burner for now. He gets super upset, understandably. And she's trying to explain to him, like, look, we got to focus on September 11th right now. It's just how it is. He gets super annoyed, super mad.
1: Well, yeah. Well, because uh, rightfully so. I mean, like, yeah. he sent all that stuff to them, what, five years ago? Yeah. They didn't do anything about it. Yeah. And then now they say they're going to do something. And then they're like, oh, we have to put this on hold for, like, six more weeks or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah.
0: So he leaves the bar. And while, while this is also happening... Uh, Michael Keaton and Rachel McAdams have been meeting with another lawyer, Eric McLeish, mm-hmm. who played by
1: Billy Cr- Crudup? Crudup. Crudup. Crudup.
0: Is that who played? I don't know. Yeah, who, I don't know, I don't know who that was. Well, he's an he's, Oh yeah, it was Billy Crudup. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's an
1: Almost Famous, and he's also Doctor Manhattan in um, the the movie version of Watchmen. That was him. That's him. Yeah. Oh, but look at that. I mean, that. I mean, you can't really tell. Like, you can kind of tell it's him. He's like, he's CGI'd, right, in that movie. I mean, yeah. he plays like a blue.
0: Well, I, I guess he just did Alien. the voice. Does he just do the voice? That's not him.
1: I think his face is, like, I think they kind of, like, oh, did yeah? his face right. kind of to look like him, sort of. I can't remember. I can't remember that movie because it was terrible.
0: So they've been talking to Aaron, Eric McLeish this entire time because Eric McLeish was a lawyer that was known for representing hundreds of sexual abuse victims in Boston during this whole Catholic priest sexual abuse scandal. Yeah. So Michael Keaton, I guess, seems to have some sort of relationship with him. They don't really say much about it but they seem to be kind of friendly uh, i don't know yeah. if i don't know if it's just because they've michael keaton's been working at the newspaper and he's talked to him before but they seem to have some sort of relationship and he's basically trying to get information from eric mcleish to again further prove their facts and also see if they can get like some names that match on their list and all that eric mcleish of course can't say anything because he's a lawyer he's got like you know, client lawyer confidentiality type thing going. Get to the part towards the end of the movie where he meets with McLeish in the lobby, and this is after they've talked to um, Richard Sp- Richard Seip, who who tell him that it's like ninety priests that it's about ninety priests, and he rushes over there to talk to him. Of course, he's busy according to his secretary, so he waits in the lobby. He shows up in the lobby. He like threatens McLeish. To basically give him the names because he says we have two stories we can print here, that the Catholic Church has been covering this up, or that these lawyers have been helping the Catholic Church cover this up.
1: Yeah, because basically... which would you like us to run? Because basically they're saying they find out that like Eric McLeish has just kind of been helping helping these victims just settle out of court right so which is in the end these these victims they get what it's only like twenty thousand dollars it's something or like two hundred thousand dollars I forget. No, was twenty it was, 40, it I it was think. twenty thousand dollars and they have to sign an NDA saying they won't talk about what happened
0: yeah and because they settle out of court it's so, private none of that information is public so
1: it makes it look like Eric McLeish is is, is on the Catholic Church's side helping them cover it up just yeah. trying to pay off these victims
0: so so Michael Keaton essentially gives him An option. He's like, which one of these stories would you like us to write? McLeish is kind of taken aback and he says, I gave you the names of these people. Like, I gave you the names. I gave you a list of 20 people like 20 years ago. Why don't you look that up? So they do some more research. They, I think it was. Rachel McAdams. Yeah, it was Rachel it. Rachel McAdams finds the clip of the story that it ran 20 years earlier and again they buried it just like in the middle of the newspaper in Metro because at the time that's the department that Michael Keaton worked at as a reporter, I guess. Mm-hmm. And in the end of the movie or yeah, end, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, about the end of the movie end, yeah. when they're when they're about to print the story, it comes out that they're all sitting in um in Barron's office discussing the story and how it's about to be printed. And they kind of get this argument in like, how how was this never published before? Like we had all the pieces, how did we not put this together? And it comes out that Michael Keaton was actually the one that had written this story, that had had written the story about the 20 pedophile priests that got buried in the Metro section 20 years earlier and nobody ever did anything, including Michael Keaton. And he
1: just forgot about it. And he
0: just forgot about it. So they all kind of look at each other like, how did we not see this? And Marty, Marty Baron basically just says, like, look, it's fine, we got it now. Yes, it's messed up, we didn't get it earlier.
1: Well, yeah, it could have, you know, saved yeah. a couple hundred thousand victims. Yeah.
0: Hundreds or thousands of victims. Just a couple decades worth, no big yeah, deal. I, yeah, So he basically gives them the rest of the weekend off and he says on Monday, I need you guys back here ready to work. You've been doing great work. Yeah. They end up printing the story and at the bottom of the story they add a phone number where people can call, victims can call the newspaper.
1: It's They can call the spotlight. Yeah, they, they uh, informa- can call it, yeah. Uh, spotlight tip line.
0: To, uh, to essentially give them more information. Uh, so the next morning after the story is printed, of course, the phones are going insane. And everybody is just trying to get as... They're just trying to help as many people as they can on the calls. Uh, that's the end of the movie.
1: For the most part, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was the end of the movie. And yeah. then they do, like, the whole... Um, they do, like, one of those epilogue things where they show, like, oh... Between this day and this day, all of these priests were, were, uh, were found to have been molesting children, and nothing happened. They just got moved around. So yeah. one of them, so Cardinal Law, who was the uh, Archbishop at Boston, he just got moved to. Um, it, this is an Italian name. I apologize thoroughly. Basilica di Sant Maria Maggiore. Sure. Maggiore.
1: I mean, you should know. I mean, it's close to in
0: Rome, and. So th- he just got moved around, and I think I, I think we all know basically all these priests got moved around. Yeah, he basically got a uh, transferred.
1: No, was it the thing? oh promoted? Promoted. He basically he basically got a promotion. Yeah. Yeah, because he got moved to the I think it almost to the Vatican, like yeah. Like.
0: And then there's a list of 105 U.S. communities and 101 others around the world where all these scandals were were broken about priests abusing children
1: yeah so hundreds of thousands of priests and hundreds of thousands all over and, uh, the world. hundreds and thousands of victims like it, it, it goes so deep yeah like it's crazy and basically what I was like they've what they basically what they found out by the end and what they printed in the paper was that this was happening for decades and all the Catholic Church was doing was covering it up and moving these priests from different parishes and different churches and different neighborhoods and they were still abusing children. Like, they didn't try to stop it. No. They just moved them around so that, I guess, the victims wouldn't talk, or they wouldn't have as many victims in, in the same, um, like, community, so they wouldn't be able to, like, find out it was happening. They didn't fire the priests. They didn't... I don't know what it's called when you aren't... Like, there has to be a word for like if when a priest is a priest and they get like
0: not a priest
1: they're not a pri- like you know what i mean like they get kick, kicked out of yeah. the priesthood yeah there has to, i'm sure there's a word for it i'm sure there's some sort of like catholic word for it but like it's just insane like yeah again i knew of the story and i knew that like priests you know abused children and it was kind of like a thing but like i didn't realize how many priests did it like yeah. it's a lot so six percent of all priests yeah. that's a lot of priests. well in
0: boston Right. It was no.
1: Im- he's no. He was. Like, oh, just six percent. Oh, okay, okay, right, that's, right, that's right, why right, they got. That's right, right, how they right, right, got the ninety. Right. They took. They took six percent right. yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. total number of priests in Boston.
0: So, needless to say, I definitely missed something with this movie. I liked it a lot.
1: Oh yeah, it was a good movie. I mean, uh,
0: very good movie. Yeah. Everybody was. Mark Ruffalo was really good. So Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah, we didn't really I don't think that's how he. So Mark Ruffalo, he kind of does this thing. I'm assuming he's method acting. He does this thing where he just likes talks out of the side of his mouth. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's just, it was just, like really good. Well,
1: I'm assuming he's just trying to, you know, play a character. Yeah, know, playing a person, a real person. so yeah. I studied him.
0: Um, yeah, it was really good. Rachel McAdams was really good in it. Yeah. Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton was super good in it.
1: Liev Triver, he was he was good.
0: He was. He wasn't in it that much, but he was pretty good. Yeah, though. I mean, yeah, he was pretty. But well, he wasn't
1: part of the spotlight team. That's why he wasn't. I mean, he was the editor, like the editor of the paper. Yeah. But
0: so according to some blog. The movie was about seventy six percent accurate when compared to the real life events.
1: Oh, okay, that's pretty good. right? Yeah,
0: that's that is pretty good. So the Keep only bluff. thing, yeah. Um, so the only thing, of course, the movie because it's a movie, it only depicts the events leading up to the publication. They don't, they don't show, they don't show everything leading up to the publication.
1: Well, the, that main priest, Go Hagen, Go Gogan. Geegan, He, I mean, he was arrested. I, 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 I it after yeah. we watched it. So he eventually got indicted and went to jail, and then someone murdered him in jail. So he's, I mean, dead There's now. that. But he was also, like, really old, so I'm assuming he'd be dead by now anyway. Yeah.
0: Um, so, the, and then the team... Because he was,
1: like, abusing children for, what,
0: a while three decades? Yeah. Yeah. And then the team actually continued publishing follow-up reports for nearly two years after this original story came out. Oh, that's good. So, there's that.
1: I mean, at least they were doing that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Sasha Pfeiffer uh, wrote numerous... Oh, Paquin. That was the name of the priest that she interviews uh or she um, talks to uh Packin Packwin P A Q U I N Pack pa- pa- Okay, Packwin So she wrote numerous follow-up reports on him uh the the part in the movie where she interviews him at like at his doorstep is apparently a blend of two interviews that were conducted by her and someone named Steve kirkajan who I think was played
1: Oh, was that the other guy? I think that
0: was the other Gene Amoroso.
1: That's the guy who fo- found out. That's the guy out- who found
0: that he lives down the street yeah, from, from yeah, yeah, from um, a you
1: know pedophile priest.
0: Yeah, so that was like a combination of interviews. So relatively accurate. Um, uh, Steve Kirkejan actually did find out uh, that oh, he was living down the street from uh, from the rehabilitation center with the priests during the investigation he actually found that oh, yeah, out that actually it happened oh
1: yeah because it wasn't just someone's house it was it a, was like
0: a rehabilitation center and then like that oh, yeah, one... because
1: there were they the catholic church did kind of try to like they were trying to rehabilitate the priest so they were they were they would send them to places to try to get them to stop Yeah, but like that I don't think it ever helped yeah. like I don't think it ever worked Yeah, because I don't I mean again I'm not like a psychologist or anything like that but I don't think that you just kind of stopped doing that kind of thing. You know yeah, what I mean,
0: or actually, no. Brian Darcy James was the one that played Matt Carroll. He Matt Carroll was the guy that found found out that he lived uh, down the street from the priest. Apologies on that. Sure. S- Stephen Kirkajan was just a general investigative reporter. I don't remember who he was in the movie though. Yeah.
1: But I don't in know. any I don't case,
0: remember. it was it was uh, it was Matt Carroll. He was the one that found out that he lived down the street from
1: the, re- from the
0: rehabilitation center. But that actually happened in real life. Yeah.
1: And you um, put, yeah he puts this giant like note he puts a picture of the house and a giant note on his refrigerator yeah says, and then it's funny after kids do not talk to any of these men yeah that
0: after live there. after the story gets published he actually takes the stack of newspapers and puts it on the front door at the house with the with uh with Gigan's picture on it yeah uh, on the front page which is pretty yeah. dope
1: and I think they use the actual newspaper like the real one the real one in uh, that that's because cool. those pictures that they show of uh Gigan. Yeah, is him. That's what he looks like. That's because I looked it up. Yeah, because I saw a pic. I wanted to see what that piece of shit looked like. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's what he looked like. So I'm. I think they use this the the same like um, front page from that paper, actual paper, from 2001 or 2002, whichever year they put it out. Yeah, I think it was 2002 because 9/11 happened. They they pushed the article and then I think after right after New Year's they put it out. So it was 2002.
0: And then uh, the whole thing with Eric McLeish sending the list of twenty priests to the Globe in ninety three, and it being buried in Metro apparently also did happen. And, yeah, I'm sure it did. And the Globe did publish it, and they they basically just said that the Spotlight team they didn't know about the whole molestation thing during their investigation.
1: Um. Well, yeah. I mean. So
0: they. I guess you don't yeah. want
1: something like that. I mean, because I mean they were all the people for the most part that worked the Boston Globe were born and raised for the most part in Boston or were Catholic. Yeah. So like, I'm assuming that they didn't like, you just don't think of that type of thing. Like you're like some, someone brings up an allegation like that and you're like, no, he's a priest. Like you can trust these people. You can, you know what I mean? They're people of God. Yeah. They can't, they don't do stuff like that. But, um, yeah, they freaking do. Yeah. That's, it's
0: just also speaking of Boston, everyone very good Boston accents in this movie. Yeah. I think Michael, Michael Keaton kind of went in and out a little bit.
1: Yeah, I don't. Mark Ruffalo didn't have one.
0: He did not, no.
1: And Rachel McAdams.
0: Kind of. Well, her she character her character's from Ohio.
1: Ohio, so she didn't have one.
0: Um, but but Sabretooth. Oh, that,
1: that was. Oh, yeah.
0: Sabretooth was pretty solid. Or no. No,
1: he didn't have one no. either. He wasn't from Boston. Of?
0: No, Stanley Tucci. Oh, Stanley Tucci, Stanley had a Tucci good was one. solid. Yeah, he had a pretty good Solid. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> responded relatively positive positive to the movie cuz i guess what are you going to do at that point once that leaks and in a review they
1: said oh it really depicted how all of our priests abuse children
0: well they said that they said that the media's investigative reporting on the abuse crisis instigated a call for the church to take responsibilities to take responsibility for its failings and to reform itself to deal with what was shameful and hidden Ugh. so There's that. I
1: just don't know how you can still go into a church after finding that out of like after finding all of that out. Like, how do you even still belong to to the Catholic Church? I
0: don't know. But I should also say that that quote was said by a Cardinal Sean O'Malley of the Archdiocese of Boston. And at the time he said the quote, he did not see the movie, but he planned on doing so. (laughs) I doubt that he did.
1: And he probably and he was probably one of those people that knew the entire time that this shit was happening, probably, and didn't say anything and helped cover it up,
0: probably. So
1: there's that. I, I
0: as I far as I awards go, uh, Mark Ruffalo and Rachel McAdams got no, got nominations for best supporting actor and actress. Mm-hmm. They did not win, and it's been included in a whole bunch of like top ten films, and it also got Golden Globe nominations for best motion picture drama
1: did it win anything
0: best director was nominated i don't think oh i don't think it won anything it got it got nominated for six academy awards
1: but no, it didn't win one
0: um it ended up winning best picture and best original screenplay
1: oh that's good yeah. so I think that there you go well deserved yeah I mean, I think those reporters in real life—did they win like any? I think total? they. I
0: think they got like Pulitzers. Oh, good. I think that's they, some
1: good reporting right there. I
0: think they got like. Pulitzers. I mean, to be.
1: I mean, to be fair, to be fair, they.
0: Yeah, they. I earned, mean, they
1: should have figured this out, uh, like two decades before they did, but they.
0: Yeah, they got a uh, the spotlight team that covered the story. Uh, they all won the two thousand three uh, Pulitzer Prize for public service. But
1: it is, it is, amazing to me that like people knew that Catholic priests did abuse children, because, like, I remember when I was, you know, like, a child or a teenager, watching, there was this, did you have HBO growing up? Yes. There was this thing on HBO, and I, uh, it was called True Stories, Families in in Crisis. Do you remember this, like, this, like, feature that they used to do on HBO? No. So, what they used to do is they, it was basically, like, these, like, stories, uh, based on true events. Yeah. So there was like one. Actually, Ben Affleck was in one, and it was, sure he was. And it was a. It was about um a a kid on steroids. He was in high school. He played I uh, think football or basketball, and he took steroids. Yeah. And it was just like this, like st- st- how steroids and drugs are bad for you. But like it was based on a, a true story. Yeah. Um, and there was one about a kid who was abused by, by a, a priest. priest, and this was in like the early 90s like obviously they knew that this stuff was happening but, just but didn't it took talk to, about but it. it took till 2000 what they made an entire episode of this series about it yeah so it was a thing that was happening and they knew it was happening not just to one one child or one teenager like to many of them yeah. I'm assuming cuz why would they just make i mean they wouldn't just make it about one it's true and it took till 2001 to actually like break this to break it break the whole i mean about the, the whole now the whole you know church was in on it
0: yeah and the globe how did it take so long the globe had all the pieces too
1: that's what i mean it, it,
0: it took like the one team just putting it together but it's cr- it, like that's a crazy. lot a lot of the legwork was already done yeah which is insane
1: and it's sick how like they found out because i remember there's one part in the movie where they with that guy um who they were talking on the phone with all the time who like studied Sype. yeah how they were like he was saying how like how the priest targeted certain types of oh children. yeah so it was all certain the, types yeah. of teenagers and certain types of
0: so it kids. was it was a they had a trend it was it was to go after children with no father figures in their lives yeah and from like lower income families
1: yeah so mm. basically kids who are who were already you know having troubles yeah like low and, hanging fruit yeah like and they they they're more more likely not to talk about it because it was shame they were shameful of shameful right. With it
0: so yeah spotlight. and they would like
1: literally they would groom these children like yeah it's disgusting
0: yeah i liked it definitely definitely slept on spotlight te- I, it was a good movie
1: yeah it was it was a good messed movie. up premise oh my god yeah well yeah the 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 you know premise behind it and the story is disgusting and yeah, gross and but super terrible good movie. but i'm glad that they finally got you know brought it to to light
0: yeah i mean and we're not that late on it. Only six years. so No,
1: not too I mean. bad, but still.
0: So check it out if we're you not haven't seen Spotlight. Li- we're
1: not as late as uh, they were uncovering... <gasps>
0: That's true. Um, it did not take the us... The corruption of it, the f- it did, fucking Catholic Church. It did not take us 20 years to put these pieces together.
1: It was... I grew up Catholic, I guess. Yeah. That's just terrible.
0: Yeah. Ugh. But check out Spotlight. Definitely yeah. worth a watch.
1: It's, it is. It is. You definitely learn. You learn some stuff.
0: And be sure to subscribe to our podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, please.
0: And also check us out on Twitter, at Did I Miss Pod.
1: That's us.
0: Give us us some suggestions for other things that we should watch or albums we should listen to. And also give us reviews. Please. And ratings. Yeah. Because that will help us out a lot.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So until next week. Yeah. We'll be back.
1: Wow.
0: I don't, I still don't know how to end these. <laughs> just say, so. just say
1: bye. We can come up with some sort of catchphrase. Do you want?
0: We could. Like, um.
1: Like, don't, we, we might've missed it, but don't you. We'll work on it. Yeah, I'll come up with something
0: better. We'll work on it. Yeah, um, yeah. So be sure to check us out next week. See if we got it figured out. Until then, at Did I Miss Pod and subscribe. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.